You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 88, Interview with Maria Kreiser. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years, and I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep, most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hey, 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 everyone. I hope everyone is doing amazing in podcast land. I'm super excited about the podcast today. I have a dear friend, a person that I've met through probably the podcast, and then um, she's kind of followed me on social media. And through that, we've become friends. That's the beautiful part about social media is you meet people. And and so today, y'all, I am having, she's actually a Breathe member, but she's also a friend and her name is Maria Kreiser. Did I, do I, did I say it right, Maria? <laughs> yep. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm super excited for you. She has a story, y'all. I mean, she's going to tell you about why she eats plants and all the things, but um, I think you're just going to love her today. So, all right, Maria, let's jump in. Let's okay. start talking. Tell okay. me about your life before pl- your plant-based eating and like, okay, all of well, that. Born let's start from the beginning. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did you say? I was born in Washington state. Okay. <laughs> So I, um, throughout my life, I've always tried to be healthy. You know, I've kind of, I mean, I can remember in my younger adult years looking for, you know, what are the guidelines, you know, for nutrition and, you know, those kind of things. And I've been, um, seeking knowledge and education and just always what's the newest information, you know, kind of looking for that. Um, sometimes it was for weight loss. Sometimes it was for just being healthy. Like when I was pregnant you know, and trying to just be really healthy. Um, And I was pretty healthy over, overall, you know, Uh, I did have eczema from the time I was a child that kind of came and went, but otherwise I really didn't have any, you know, health concerns to speak of. And then, um, gosh, I remember in my thirties, my early thirties, I did try that Atkins diet, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not a young person. So that was, you know, 25 years ago or something. Yeah. And I had a friend using it and she was like, oh, it's so great. And I probably need to lose like five pounds or something, you know? (laughs) So I tried it and, and I realized at the time, this doesn't really go with the word of wisdom, but in my mind, I thought, well, but you know, it's just for a short period. It's not a long-term diet. It's just, you know, I need to do this for, for now and eat all this meat and whatever. Um, and, and cut out all the starches and, you know, carbs and stuff, but I didn't feel good on that diet. I did lose a little bit, but I didn't feel good. And for the first time my life was constipated never before had, you know, had that problem. So I started doing like the fiber supplements and a glass of 
water. Oh, those are terrible, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> for uh, for a while though, because I think even though I wasn't doing strict Atkins, I still had in my mind the you know that meat and vegetables was the proper way to be eating. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it didn't last that long for it, and I remember, yeah. I think my whole thing was not, I never had like a big epiphany with the word of wisdom of like, God, you know, God shining a light and saying, this is what you need to do. But it was more of a progressive line upon line kind of learning that I had. Um, and it's funny because there's things like the Forks Over Knives movie that I saw in 2013, but it wasn't until five years later that I decided to actually eat that way. Mm. So I see stuff and it doesn't really sink in until the time's right. And I don't know why, but, um, in my mid to late thirties, I had, uh, I had gained some weight. I had been, you know, not focusing on my health because I was focusing on some professional, um, goals and challenges and kind of had had some disappointments and, um, things through that and suddenly felt like, um, I needed a diet program because I was not happy with where I was at. And that's when I started one that was very, um, you know, it used points and you had weekly meetings and all the things and you tracked all your food and, and that was great. And I loved it. I loved being in control, you know, in quotation marks, (laughs) you know, how much are we in control? But I thought I was, and, um, I I spent a lot of time doing that and a lot of focus on it. And it was kind of a slow and steady thing for for me for the first couple of years until I um, hit what was my goal weight. Um, But I spent a lot of time and energy planning, tracking, counting, measuring all the things, you know, for for doing this, um, this thing very perfectly. And it was frustratingly slow for me, I felt like. but it was all consuming as well. It was, it was a lot of time and energy. And I, I wrote down and tracked my food, like wrote down everything I ate for 12 years. I did that. Wow. So it was interesting as I progressed. So for a while it was good. This program, they change it every year. They like tweak it or whatever. And that kind of got frustrating. And I remember at one point, you know, the, the philosophy was you can eat whatever you want, just as long as it fits in your points or whatever. So, you know, if you're eating ice cream and donuts, as long as you're on your points, you're fine. And, and I knew in my heart that that wasn't true, that quality of food mattered, you know, that, um, they weren't, they weren't equal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I knew that what I ate mattered. And it's, it's funny because I was starting to eat differently, eat healthier. I learned about chia seeds and things. And I was looking up um, how many points chia seeds would have. And I looked all over the internet and found, you know, different ways to measure it. Was it a teaspoon? Was it a gram? Was it a, you know, and different amounts of of fat and um, carbohydrates and protein. You know, when you're trying to do points, it goes on all those things. You have to like have a food label to be able to figure it out. And a lot of stuff I was eating did not have a food label. Oh yeah. It was getting really frustrating because when you're eating real food, you know, you, you buy the produce section and there is no food label. <laughs> so I started, um, 
thinking, you know, Heavenly Father doesn't give us food with food labels. <laughs> so maybe this so true. isn't working the way I want it to. Um, and I was really tired of weighing and measuring everything. And I was gaining and, you know, all the things. Anyway, I got to the point that I'm just like, this isn't working. And I don't believe their philosophy on it anyway. And I, I quit doing that and kind of went uh, my own route, which wasn't a diet necessarily, but I do remember feeling really frustrated that I just wanted to not be so worried about it. You know what I mean? Not be so occupied with everything. And I was sick of weighing, measuring and tracking. Like, you know, is that really how we're supposed to live? What did the pioneers do? I don't think they were writing down everything they ate, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and counting and measuring and like, yeah. So I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to be obsessed. Um, I just wanted to eat what I wanted to eat and not, not be so preoccupied with it. And, and I wondered if there was a way to eat that I could just eat my food and not be all, you know, second guessing everything that went in my mouth or feeling guilty for eating something that I thought wasn't good or whatever. Um, and I wanted to be healthy. So this is now like 2011 and 2012. And I kind of had a little health crisis. I, um, I started suffering from depression for the first time. I'd never, I'd never had that. I'm really happy, positive person. And so it was very strange for me. I'd had my three children in five years. And so when they started graduating from high school and moving on, it was kind of traumatic for me. <laughs> um, and by the time the third one left home in, in 2011, went to college and um, they were all out of the house. And I just, um, I had a hard time. I'd, I'd really lost my, I'd lost my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. I had a little home business and that was fine. And the good news was I still liked my husband after, you know, race, <laughs> but, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. And I, and I anyway, was having this, um, depressive episode and, um, went on medication. And then within a couple of months, um, began having a lot of side effects from that and, and really had a health crisis, crazy, crazy side effects of like itching all over and super dry mouth. Uh, my feet started swelling. I'd never had problems with water retention. I was super tired all the time. Um, canker sores in my mouth. I mean, just all these things. And, you know, so you go to the doctor, oh, my feet are swelling. And they're like, oh, well, here's a water pill, you know, uh -huh. but um, let's manage your symptoms. Let's do it. Right. And it's interesting because it was me like four months into it going, hmm, maybe this is my, maybe this is a side effect from this medication I'm taking, you know? The doctor never suggested that. Oh, yeah. But through that, I, you know, you you start getting water weight and you think, oh, I need to cut sodium. I need to. So I was started like paying attention to what I was eating, which was probably a good thing. Really cutting out processed foods, sodium, that kind of thing. Um, and then I went in, I was still having problems. This is before I'd gone off the medication and my liver was having, they say your liver enzymes are high. I didn't know what that meant, you know, but there's some problem going on. Also, they're like, oh yeah, now you're, you're pre-diabetic and, um, and, oh, you have diabetes. You better start checking your blood sugar. It was crazy though, because they didn't really give me any, um, education on that at all. So I don't know. I think I was like borderline, but they're like, here's a glucose monitor, check it every morning. It should be under a hundred. And I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. But, but it was a wake up call as far as um, you need to take care of 
and pay attention, you know, to what you're eating anyway. So started cutting out sugars and desserts and, you know, sweet things like you think you need to, um, finally ended up having my gallbladder out. I mean, it was, it was crazy and, um, went off that medication and was, um, this was also at a time I was, I was help serving in the young women in my ward with my young women and they were preparing to go to girls camp. And I think maybe they were having, um, truck that year or something. So we were going on all these hikes for young women activities and I could barely keep up. I was like way out of shape. Um, mm-hmm. just not feeling my best. And then it came time for girls camp and everyone who was supposed to go on the overnighter where you backpack and overnight camp couldn't go except for me. Like I was the only young woman leader that could do it. And I was sitting here like a month or six weeks after having just having surgery and not feeling great and thinking, I am not, um, I'm not able to do what God wants me to do. Like I have not been a good steward over my body to be in a physically fit place to go on a hike overnight hike with these girls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was again, a, a, a very spiritual wake up call of um, you need to take care of yourself. And, and if you want to serve God, you need to be healthy basically, you know? So I, uh, I wanted to do that. I wanted to, so I kind of was on a journey of searching for what could help me be healthy. Um, at that time I was, gosh, I was having trouble eating onions, like, you know, terrible issues, um, that I had to just like stop eating onions completely. And you're like, this isn't right. (laughs) Onions are healthy. What's wrong with me? You know? Yeah. And I, uh, really began earnestly searching how to be healthy and happy. And, and that's when I saw the forks over knives was like the year after that, um, a friend, uh, helped me, you know, turn that, you know, told me to watch that. And it was awesome, but it didn't really sink in, but I thought, you know, I need to get more vegetables. That was kind of one of my illuminating moments of you need to eat more vegetables, especially that that's really healthy for you. Um, I started learning about the gut microbiome and the connection that has to your brain chemistry. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, mm-hmm. but um, that was kind of a, a wake up call too, because I had no idea at that point that depression could be affected by what you ate. You know, all of these mental health issues that are attributed to brain chemistry imbalances actually have to, a lot to do with your gut and your gut microbiome and what, what's going on down there, which was super interesting to me and, and illuminating. Um, I started learning about fermented foods and how they have uh, probiotics in them. And those are really good. Um, I started making my own sauerkraut and water kefir, you know, so this was just a whole journey of education. And I started being really intentional about trying to eat more vegetables, you know, just, I think, um, I mean, I grew up eating vegetables, but I think you just get out of habits and it's not, you know, you'd make a main dish and then, you know, the vegetables are kind of an afterthought. Yes. trying to be making, you know, one or two or three vegetables for a meal and making big enough quantities that I could eat them for the, you know, following days for lunch or whatever that way. Um, let me see. Oh, (laughs) there was another funny thing that happened. I got released from young women and called to nursery. This is like a few years later. 
And the week that I get called to be in the nursery, which I was so excited about, I, that was ex exactly what I wanted to do. I had a couple of married kids, but no grandkids yet. And I'm like, I am way, you know, pre-grandma mode. And I just want to play with babies at church. <laughs> so I'm called to um, the nursery. And the that week that I got called before I ever could go in, I tweaked my back, you know, like when you like you twist or something. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't move. And I'm laying on the couch and I'm like, if I'm going to be in the nursery and get down and crawl around on the floor with these babies, I've got to like take care of my body physically, you know, not, not just the food, but the movement, you know? And, um, it's interesting because soon after that, I was trying to get into yoga. I wanted to learn about yoga and started um, doing that. And, um, just knowing that I'm at an age, you know, mid forties that you can't just take your body for granted. <laughs> you got to get up and you got to stretch it and move it if you want it to stretch and move the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. was my, uh, that was one thing. I also started learning about Kundalini yoga, which is, um, uh, it's, it's an ancient yoga that encapsulates a lot of, of different types of yoga. You know, the, uh, the other yogas are kind of a break off from this and this kind of has everything together, but it works on your body outside and inside. And it's just super amazing. I was really looking for something that would help my mind, body and spirit be more connected. And, and this yoga helped me with that it was super awesome. Um, also, a yogic diet is a vegetarian diet. So that was something else I was learning about through this time. And um, so this is, let's see, a couple of years later. Um, Okay. Let me, let, let me interrupt you a minute. Yeah. So you spend 12 years doing this diet that we all know what it is, but we're not saying, I guess. And then, <laughs> so we do this and then we start like figuring out, like, it sounds like to me, what you're saying is I just, I moved away from that where I had to write everything down. I wrote, you didn't write down everything you ate anymore and you didn't super track, but you're just like, what is healthy? And then you slowly line upon line is what it sounds like to me. You find out, you just learn a little more and then a little more and then yeah. a little more. And then you even step outside of just food of like, oh, like how do I move my body and help it be healthy? And, you know, and what did that do for you to stop tracking and stop like all of that? Cause this is what I hear you saying. I didn't want all of my brain's effort to go towards that anymore. I'd given enough time to that. Yeah. But you're still putting effort in. How, do, how was the effort different? Like, how does it feel different to you? Shoot. I think, you know, when you're tracking everything and weighing and measuring everything, it's very, it gives you a very focused things to do, you know, do A, B, C, D, right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was not, it wasn't necessarily things to do as a way to think, you know, and the way that I thinking was, you know, I need to be eating more vegetables. I need to be adding in fermented foods. You know, just the standard American diet is not, is not bringing me health. I need to find other, other things that would, would add to it. So when you're eating fermented food and you're, um, figuring out about chia seeds and doing all of that, you're still eating meat and dairy mm -hmm. at that point, but you're just like, yeah, because a little bit. about, you know, you know, is it healthy? Isn't, you know, I, I had looked at, read this one book and they're like, eat raw milk. Raw milk is great for you. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. Cause I talk about on the podcast all the time, how nutrition world is noisy. Yeah. 
like we really, I mean, you can just be one day, this one, everyone's telling us to eat this. And then they're like, now that's not healthy. Eat eggs today. Don't eat eggs now. Like, you know, it's noisy. And that's the power of the word of wisdom is the clarity. We just don't turn to it. We just, Absolutely. you know, it's, it falls on deaf ears a lot. For sure. It, it's interesting. It was, it was, um, in 2016, when I had this experience, I was, um, gosh, it was around general conference time Easter. And I was noticing that my knees were like swelling. And I, you know, I usually think if something like that, like a joint swells, you think, oh, well, I must've twisted it or injured it or something, yeah. but I have nothing. And it was both knees, not just one. And I'm like, this is super weird. And I happened to go to, um, out of town to my sister's daughter's wedding, to my niece's wedding. And she had just gone through, <clears throat> excuse me, a whole health crisis and discovered that she was gluten intolerant and allergic to milk. And anyway, she'd kind of gone through this whole protocol to figure out what, why she had been so sick and was feeling much better. And, and she's like, well, do you eat a lot of like processed meat, like lunch meats and stuff? And I'm like, well, I don't really think I do. And then I realized that, um, I had had, had got a ham for Thanksgiving. No, not Thanksgiving for Easter. I'd had a big ham for Easter and it was left over. And I think I ate ham like every day for a week or two because it was left over and I was trying to eat it up. And it was like one of those light bulb moments that you're like, oh my gosh, this salted meat is maybe not that healthy for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I eat it every day. Anyway, the little, the funny little quote that we came up with was ham was killing me. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped eating ham from that point. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. Now I know that's killing me. Those kind of um, processed you know, cured meats are actually, you know, type one carcinogen. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another one of my little funny things that I learned along the way. Oh, I actually, your knees are swelling. Yeah. <laughs> so swelling. weird. Ham was killing me. Ham was killing you. Yeah. I'm still eating meat at this point as well. Um, but I read a book previously too, that talked about eating when you're hungry stopping when you're full, you know, mm -hmm. eating fully. And that was kind of illuminating to me as well, especially the eating when you're hungry, because for all those 12 years that I did that diet, it was always like, no, you don't want to be caught away from home without appropriate food. So you better pack snacks in your purse everywhere you go all the time so that you don't get caught away from home and be tempted by junk food or whatever. Like if I get hungry, I'm going to become some kind of uncontrolled monster, you know? <laughs> and so it was always like, don't get hungry, you know, eat your five meals a day or whatever. Um, but I suddenly, after reading this book, I thought, you know what? I have become very disconnected from my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and knowing that hunger is not a reason to panic. Hunger is a signal that it's time to eat. And so it became, instead of hunger being like this negative thing, you never want to feel was actually became like, oh, I'm hungry. I get to eat now. Like yeah. eating was, was your reward for getting hungry. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, I think that all of the um, number twos that listen to the podcast who have been chronic dieters absolutely know that they are looking outside of themselves to be told when they should eat. Yes. And it's really, once you have instilled that in your brain, it's so hard to retrain yourself to literally eat when you're hungry. That is real. 
Yeah. It was, it's like an, it's like an allowing that you have to like, like a permission. Like you're like, you literally have to focus on, I'm giving myself permission to eat, even if it's after eight o'clock. Right. Even if, and, and, and honestly on the pendulum swing the other way, and I give myself permission to not eat when I'm not hungry. Yes. Right. I'm working really listen. And am I hungry or am I emotionally hungry? Because I want to eat my feelings. Exactly. Which is also really fun, but it's also not listening to our body. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been years of learning to pay attention, but that was, that was a big flip in my brain to be like, hunger is a good thing. It tells Uh me to eat, you know, it's not, it's nothing to be feared either. You know, don't panic if you get hungry. Okay. So the year after, you know, ham is killing me, uh-huh. Um, I, took, I went with a nonprofit to Cambodia, uh, for like two weeks. And so I was oh, traveling that's amazing. to a third world country. And one of the people I was traveling with is in public health. And she's like, when I travel like this internationally, I don't eat the meat. I just go vegetarian mm-hmm. on the trip because they don't have the refrigeration. It, it's just a little sketchy. And so my daughter went with me. And, um, so we all three just did vegetarian while we were there, which was great. Cause they have great vegetables and rice and, and things like that. And coming back from that, I was kind of really shifting to meat sparingly, you know, um, I, I pretty much started eating it just once a week. Like when I would have dinner at my family's house, you know, I go to my, my brother-in-law's house and eat dinner. And I'd, so I was, I kind of was like, you know, I didn't miss meat, miss meat that much for two weeks. And I'm just going to, you know, start doing really more sparingly. And that was good. And I, and I felt, um, felt a little bit better that way. And at some point along here too, I also saw uh, John McDougal, Dr. McDougal on YouTube where he's telling, I don't know. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was a Ted talk, but it was some speech that he was giving where he talks about his whole experience with living in Hawaii and all the people who ate traditional, you know, rice and vegetables were healthy and each generation got more unhealthy and, and his thing was eat starch and vegetables. And I was just like, what? Because even my doctor told me you should be eating meat and vegetables. You know what I mean? It was, that was another big flip, but I don't know why I didn't remember it from forks over knives from the years before, but it was, again, it was one of those like big light bulbs, like, wow, that's, that's different you know, and, yeah. these- and it's, and it's almost like, it's almost like a little crazy. Well, what, what? you don't want me to eat meat. That's actually healthy. That low carb. Yeah. yeah. Anti-low carb. Like what is that? Yeah, Like eat all the carbs actually. Exactly. Yeah. Eat all the things in your food storage. When I would eat low carb. <laughs> yeah. When I would eat low carb, I literally would think, cause I did it for years. I think if I ever have to eat the food storage, I'm going to gain so much weight. Right. I, thought I wasn't supposed to eat that food. And so when I saw the same talk by Dr. McDougall and he's telling us to eat all the, like what's in my food storage. Yes. Like, that was a ping for me and beans and all the things. Yeah. That was yeah. another layer for me. I also, so I felt like I had a pretty long awakening, right. <laughs> but I had a really good friend who, um, had MS and went vegan and her disease went completely in remission for multiple sclerosis, which was amazing. And she started doing like little, little, um, 
health workshops at her house and she would bring in uh, different speakers and stuff. Um, and I went to one of them in December of 2017. And it was interesting because there was a doctor that was there speaking or nutritionist, whoever he was, he was not LDS. He was not of our faith. He didn't, he, he didn't um, believe the way that we believe. But at one point he said, you know, eating plant-based is basically what the word of wisdom says. And again, it was like a, you know, smack on the side of the head of like, oh, that is what the word of wisdom says. Um, And it just got me thinking maybe, um, you know, all these other baby steps, maybe I need to cut out meat completely and see, see how that feels. I, I was feeling a little frustrated with myself that my weight kept going up and I was having to go on blood pressure medication. I'd also had a colonoscopy for the first time right around then. And there was some like, polyps that they removed, which kind of freaks you out too, when you're like, okay, there's pre-cancer in my body somewhere. So it was a lot of things um, that came together. And in January of 2018, I thought it's worth an experiment. You know, I think I'll just try this out. Just let's drop the meat and the dairy and let's just eat plants for a month or two and see, you know, see how that goes see how I feel. And, um, and I just kept telling people, Oh, I'm just experimenting. I'm just, you know, trying to experiment out. I'd like to get off blood pressure medication, you know? And the interesting thing is pretty quick. I started feeling really good. I mean, like within, I don't know, a few days to a week that little things like little aches and pains and hurt, you know, when I got up in the morning and I, I don't know, there used to be times you get out of bed and you just start walking, your feet kind of hurt, you know, just things like that, that I was just like, wow, I, I'm not hurting. My back's not hurting my, you know, things just stopped hurting. Um, I felt a lightness inside my body. I, I, and I don't know how else to explain it, except I felt light and, and light physically, but also spiritually. Um, I, my blood pressure started going down. It took about nine months before I went off medication and now it's, it's mostly normal. And when I'm don't eat the best, I notice it going up and then I'm like, okay, let's, uh, let's get back on track that way. It was kind of a continual education too. I started listening to, um, podcasts about eating plants. I started watching all the YouTube videos, all the different doctors listening to all the books, you know, the China study, the starch solution. Um, some of my other favorites are proteinaholic and the fiber, fiber fueled. Mm-hmm. So that was, it's like coming on four years. It'll be four years in January since I've been eating this way. And wow, that's amazing. Study the word of wisdom and realize that, that meat's not, um, it's not forbidden, you know, it's okay to have it. Um, but, but it does say sparingly. And in times of, of great need, you know, when there's maybe nothing else to eat. And that's kind of what I've learned too from, from Jane Birch's book about um, discovering the word of wisdom is that, um, you know, it's okay not to eat it too. You know, that yeah, we can- it's not something that we, there's no such thing as a protein deficiency. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we all, all are so scared of, you've got to have protein. You got to have protein. And I think that's the biggest eye opener is he just would never have said, um, you know, eat it sparingly. And it pleases me for you not to eat it at all. Yes. We would never have said that if we needed it. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's almost like too, 
once like you've seen all the research of the plant-based doctors and stuff, I don't think everyone has to eat plant-based and you only eat plant-based and that's for everyone. But I do think once, you know, you know, like once your eyes are opened, they're opened and then, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be perfect at it, but it's going to be like, like the nutrition noise settles and you're like, well, if I am going to focus on what I'm eating and I do want to eat a little healthy, I at least know what that means. Right. Absolutely. And, and to know I'm not, I'm no longer searching for the, how to eat. Yeah. And I might find a tweak here or there or things that, that could be beneficial or, you know, something to add in, but, but I'm not searching for diets. And I, you know, four years later, I'm, I don't know. I think I'll eat like this forever. It's, it feels great. Yeah. And it only takes getting off track a little bit to be like, oh yeah, I used to feel real good. And now I want to, if you're like me or when you're off track, it's not like you're eating all the meat and dairy. You're like, oh, potato chips. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? If it's in the house or like, I'm just, I don't know. Or for me, even because of my insulin resistance, I'm like eating a lot of avocado all of a sudden. And even my body has a hard time with that. And it's plants like, you know what I mean? So like off track is all, there's such a spectrum of what off track means, but you know, for some people it might mean, yeah, I like to go get a burger. I like that. And then sometimes I have that. And then sometimes I don't, you know, like it just means different for everybody. The interesting thing is when, and I didn't really know about the oil. It was kind of like, I was already doing it. And then I was like, oh, no oil. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing for me that I think that makes you feel much better inside. And like, like cleaning up your food, your dishes aren't all greasy and gross. And, and now I, it kind of, I don't like it. I don't like the greasy, <laughs> the greasiness. And oh, once you get the grease out of your kitchen and like the animal products and like the dairy, and you don't clean dishes like that anymore, it's like life-changing. Yes. And you're like, go to other people. Like when I go to other people's house and I might help with dishes, I'm almost annoyed. I'm like, this is so much harder than it needs to be. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm really, I mean, I do judge, but I'm no, working on it. What I found for myself too, is that the, the meat, when I do have a bite of it or something, it is not what it used to be for me. Oh, really? I, you know, I, here's a really funny story. Um, someone that's close to me, I won't, I won't say who doesn't eat a lot of vegetables. He, he eats a lot of meat. Okay. And, and I was like, here, you should eat, eat some vegetables. He'd like, well, I'll eat, I'll eat a bite of vegetables. If you'll eat a bite of meat. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's not forbidden. I'll, I'll do it. And I could almost not get it down. Oh, like really? it just was not what it used to be. I, it just was like chewing and chewing and chewing. And I was just like, uh, I don't think I can swallow it. Yeah. So it's really lost a lot of the draw and the same with like, if you ever have a bite of ice cream or anything and the fat just coats your tongue and you're just like, not used to it anymore. Oh, or, and it's also, it's also way too sweet. Like, I feel like I can taste it and it like, it, like I can see why everyone likes it, but then I don't want to have more than like a few licks because it's just so sweet. And, and I really love my treats. Yeah. Like once you have real treats, you like, don't want the candyish treats and the over sugared stuff. Like your palate's just so different and you really want real food. It just doesn't, yeah. nothing else hits like the real food. Yeah. That's exactly what I found. My kids all make fun of me too. Cause I'm like, Oh, you should try these delicious brownies. And they're like, mom, are they really brown? <laughs> are you talking about your black bean brownies, mom? Yeah. Or something. You know? 
they're like that's that's good for you but but i do make some healthy treats that i take to the neighbors and be like these are healthy cookies and i've had people ask me for the recipe so yeah you know, that's awesome you know pumpkin oat drops yeah so it sounds like to me you you eat this way and your family doesn't does your husband eat like this um i'm the only one that eats this way my husband eats a lot of vegetables but but he still eats meat and cheese and okay he's not a big milk drinker so you know he kind of has his part of the fridge that's his stuff um he he works at night too so we don't eat meals together that much so i just most so this is something it's not something you found when all your kids were home and you had those two years i'm yeah but then i look at it's hard because you want to share what you know and they're (laughs) grown-ups to respect you can just share by example like if when that's i feel like that's the greatest example is when we love what we eat and we and it's a joy and eating's a joy like eating isn't a joy for everyone like they might like eat and they love what they're eating but then they feel they feel gross or they're stressed about what they're eating because of their calories and when you eat plant-based you just don't worry about any of that you get to eat you get to fill up your stomach you get to eat and with abundance yes and enjoy your food like and you don't track and you don't you know what i mean like it's just you just get to eat yes it's great and uh, you know just have your guidelines and not not stress about it it's it's awesome and some people will say oh but it's not healthy to cut out whole food groups and i i wrestled with that a little bit and i'm just like well i'm not i'm not cutting out protein i get protein from plants plants and from beans, you know, like, yeah, like plants. And then, you know, and dairy, I, I, is dairy a food group is another mammal's milk for her calves, a food group. I just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, who decides what the food groups are? Right. Exactly. You're having your, it's really carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Those are your, and fiber, probably your food groups, you know, more than categories. I don't know. I, I guess the bottom line for me is that I really came to this way of eating line upon line a little at a time and and learned mostly from people that that maybe weren't in our church community um but everything was confirmed by heavenly father that this is the way to eat you know mm-hmm. this is incongruent with the word of wisdom and um and then i've had that witness myself from eating this way that this is, this is following the word of wisdom for me. This is really that once you have that witness for yourself, it's more powerful than anything else. And sometimes I'll, you know, click on a video on YouTube that goes off on the, you know, what I don't believe. And I just don't even watch it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have clarity. Mean that because clarity. I know I'm on the right track. So yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, your, let's hear about your yoga. So today you eat plant-based, you've ate plant-based for four years and y'all have to just know Maria is like a diehard yoga girl, but it's a special yoga. So tell us about your, you told us a little bit, but okay. Let's go back to that. Tell this us about your, I don't even know how to say it. Yoga. Kundalini. Kundalini. Okay. Yes. And the Kundalini is said to be the, um, the energy that is, that is coiled at the base of your spine. So it's kind of an energetic thing. And these different exercises and meditations help to draw that energy up uh, and, and through your body 
and help you be more open and enlightened. I don't know. Um, it's interesting because as I've learned this, I, I took the teacher training uh, in 2019 and became a, a yoga teacher, a Kundalini yoga teacher that year is like a 200 hour training. Um, and, and I really started it because I wanted to know more about why, why it works. Cause I, I didn't really understand about it, but I just started doing it. And then I felt different and I was like, okay, I don't know why it works or how, but I'm feeling it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's that experience that you can't deny that, um, I was more calm. I was more peaceful when emergencies arose. I didn't panic. Um, this is interesting. I was on a trip, a road trip with my daughter coming home from Idaho. We got a flat tire on the highway on the interstate. And um, we were kind of away from, we were north of Brigham City. So there's like nothing there. It's the middle of the summer. So it was hot. And my daughter's like, well, we could call the, you know, tow truck or whatever. And I'm like, it'd take forever to get here. Let's just change the tire. And I just like handled it, you know, where some other time I would have been like, oh my gosh, I don't, you know, like all stressed or panicked. And we just changed the tire. Some guy finally stopped and like helped me put the lug nuts back on. But otherwise, I changed the tire all by myself on the side of the freeway. <laughs> and you felt like, um, this is my yoga, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so what I learned from the teacher training is that um, this yoga involves mantras where you're where you're vocalizing, and you know you do different hand finger motions. Um, you, you have, you look with your eyes, different places, you know, sometimes you're looking up, sometimes you're looking down and all of these things have effects within your body, um, actual physical effects. So when you're, when you're vocalizing, it vibrates the top of your, your upper palate that actually has stimulation right into your brain and the glands in your brain, like your pituitary gland and your pineal gland, those master glands control the hormones throughout your body. So this stimulation stimulates them to secrete the hormones that balance your body, wow. your, your emotions and things. Um, it also helps you to move through different emotions, releasing grief or um, traumas or different things like that. So it's super awesome and it's real, you know, it, it's not a religion. It's just a, it's just a technique. Is technology that um, that works on your body in ways that the Western medicine doesn't really understand. There's a couple of super good books. One's called Meditation as Medicine. I can't remember who the author is, but he's a doctor who became a yogi and he talks about the physical effects of, of Kundalini yoga on your body. Um, the other one, the one that I got me started on it is called Awake as an Ancient Days. And it's by Elise Austin. And she um, basically explains Kundalini yoga for Mormons and how it fits with what we already believe and what we have. So that's super awesome. She's awesome. Been teacher. We'll put those books in the show notes so people can go look at them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just teach out of my home right now. I had started teaching in uh, 2019, right before the pandemic. <laughs> and when yeah, everything pandemic. shut down in March of 2020, I'm like, I better stop teaching in my home, you know, teaching in person, because I just had a new grandbaby uh, born and she was um, a little bit premature and very tiny. And I would sacrifice anything to be able to see her and hold her. So I'm like, if I have to stay away from all the people, fine, I'm going to go hold the baby. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so today people do, you just, you have online class, right? 
Yeah, I so it was probably last so spring of 2021, maybe it was probably a year that I didn't teach. And then I started teaching in my home again, just to small groups, you know, and, um, and then just recently, I've, I've been doing some online zoom classes for, you know, just to get more people can, you know, access it. So, so cool. I totally want to do it. Cause you know, I totally messed up my pituitary gland and my hypothalamus gland when I did HCG. Yeah. Like they're messed up. Like I literally messed them up. Well, this would make you feel so good. And you, the great thing about this yoga too, is that like part of the yoga is resting. Like we, oh, usually, I am totally into resting Ten to 20 minutes, <laughs> just relax and let all the effects of what you've been doing kind of settle in and acclimate in your body. And it is like the most, do we do any yoga poses? Um, we do different like exercises. There are some like, you know, if you know, sun salutation, we do something that's really similar to that, but a lot of it works on your spine and the flexibility of your spine. Um, but then it's also about angles and triangles. So like having your arms at a 60 degree angle doing certain things and, and there's also breath work, different breathing techniques. So yeah, I want to try it now. It's so bad. Good. I see that you do it. And then I just, I have never just clicked the button to say, yes, let's try it on that zoom class. So well, I've got one more class next Monday, um, November 15th. And then I have to be off for a week. Cause I'm going to go to see my other grandbaby. So that's the good stuff. That's, that's, that's the thing that's about my yoga teaching It's on my schedule. So <laughs> very fun. Okay. Maria, before you go, what I ask every guest, what do you love about yourself? I'd love to hear. I love that. I like people I like to be around people and I like to learn from people. So oh, I love that about you too. Thanks. I know. I think it's so funny that I just started listening to your podcast and very quickly felt like we were best friends. Yes, we are. Aren't we <laughs> you on Facebook and be like, I know you don't know me, but we're best friends. <laughs> that does happen when I'm in your ear. It does happen. Yes. Yes. But it's been such a uh, pleasure to be in your, um, in your breathe group. I've really enjoyed it. I did like the, the small group last spring. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. We did the small coaching group. Yeah, We did the group coaching first. And then I was really excited when you started breathe and, and, uh, have that ongoing and that support. And it has been really good for my brain to, you know, be challenged on thoughts that I thought were absolute facts. Yeah. <laughs> But you yeah. said maybe you could change that thought. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Let, before we go, I want to talk to you a little bit about being in breathe. Um, I didn't tell you that I would ask any of this, but I'm just curious. So when the women in breathe come in, they jump on a zoom call with me and I coach them for 20 minutes and I record it. And then the other breathe women get to watch that. What's that been like for you? Like, were, you, I were you nervous to have to be coached and have people watch? And originally and a little bit. Yeah. If I think about it too much, it does make me nervous. And then I do it. And it is, it is super helpful to look, go back and watch myself being coached. Mm. Remember my epiphanies and, and reinforce that stuff to myself. But I have also really loved watching the other women be coached that that is probably my favorite thing in your whole program. And even when I think, well, that's not, I don't have those issues. I'm not trying to feed my kids or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I can always find something that I can take from it that can be useful. 
in how I'm thinking and how I'm feeling about my journey. So that is super awesome. And to be truthful, I haven't used all of your things that you offer still. I, I've had a busy, busy summer. It's a smorgasbord. You get to just go in and you get to take bites of what you want and part of it. And I haven't really got into it yet, but, um, but I'm excited that it's there. And then meal plans are awesome. I love, love getting those. I haven't made a lot of them because I kind of have my go-to things and I only cook like twice a week for myself because, yeah. you know, Oh I, yeah. I say, and even if you had every people, everyone with a family, that's why I only do three dinner items. Cause I'm like, we're not cooking every day. No way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing about that because I think that people are like, I'd really love to come in and be coached, but they feel kind of nervous the way I do it. But y'all, you have to know that when you watch someone else be coached, it's as good or better than when you're coached yourself because yeah. your brain's not on high alert. Absolutely. And you just relax and you don't have to think about what you're going to say next or how that feels, or you don't have to think about yeah. it. You can just really observe. Yeah. And then your, and then your brain like goes to work and oh, if that's something I think, and that's something we don't have to think that like, you just like, literally it's like, it's this, I don't know. It's like being coached, but you don't have to be coached by just watching someone else. It's amazing. So anyways, I love that that's been your experience too. Cause that's how I'm in other groups where I watch people be coached. And that's my experience as well is it's amazing to me that I can jump on and be coached myself, but it's just as powerful or even more powerful to watch someone else. Yes. It's amazing. I love that so. your group is small enough that I can get coached whenever I want. You know, I don't feel like you're too busy for yeah. this of our group, which yeah, is because some groups, like one of the groups I'm in, like I, you have to sign up in time and it fills up really fast. And some women, most women in the group are never coached. And so it is fun that breathe is small. And if you want to be coached, you get to be coached. Yes. It's a good community. Yeah. Well, I love that you're there and that you're one of my cheerleaders and that oh, I think you cheerlead awesome. for me. And then I feel like I get to help and coach you. And it's this really beautiful relationship we have. So I really love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for letting me share my story. And hopefully it's informational for other people. Yeah. I think people, everybody has a story that they like, it's small steps to find what eventually they find to be truth. And that that's what your story is. I love it. All right. Okay, everybody. I hope you're doing awesome. And I hope you're eating plants and the holiday season is coming and please don't beat yourself up if you're not eating as many plants. It's just fine. All right. Have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. A few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world, please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then other women will watch while you are helped and then you watch other women when they're helped and it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful there's a lot of other perks when you're a breathe member so you receive coaching you get to watch other women be coached and then you also 
get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you. And this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program, but now it's also offered in Breathe. Something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support. There'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're going to be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be honestly their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So that will be a wonderful support for you. Last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and Breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.